All right. Psychology of fitness, seven, eight, nine. I think I'm on a bit of a roll. I just finished like just a minute ago, hit stop on the previous recording where I talked about four, five, and six, four, confounding, compounding, five was getting wealthy versus staying wealthy, six, tails you win. So seven, eight, nine, let me just catch up for a little bit. So 30 seconds. I mentioned the Peloton. Let's see. So what are my actual goals for December? I think I can actually like, so I have two episodes that I can schedule out. Then if I can just do two more, that's for December. My goals for the end of December are, let's just put it out there. Like right now, I was at 178 pounds. It's pretty much an all-time high for me. I want to get down to my lowest as like an adult, I guess, is I was like at 155, I think. And this was heading into my brother's wedding. I don't know why I was more motivated for that. I was definitely not 155 at my own wedding. Anyway... So I don't think I'll get to 155 anytime soon. That would be great. By the end of December, hopefully accounting for bloat and all of that, it would be great to get down to 170, get right under 170, get to 169.9. That would be great. Just like psychologically. And yeah, it's, it's a little weird to include water weight and all of that in my, in my goal and try to reduce bloat. But this is why it's, the psychology of fitness and not the science of fitness. It'll just, I think, make me feel better if I can break through that plateau for my life. And then hopefully that builds up some momentum going into uh, January. Some things that I'm going to try to do. I, I was thinking of this. This would be like my gimmick. It doesn't really scale like to like different weights and stuff, but I'm trying to do It's called the four by 40 by 400. I workshop this with Amy. She thought it was okay. But anyway, four by four by 400. So four meals a day, 40 grams of protein, 400 calories. And then on days where I lift weights, do a barbell workout, I add another meal. Like five by four by 400 doesn't sound as good as four by four, 40 by 400. Yeah, that's like roughly what I want to do. And I should probably focus more on like tracking what I'm eating and all that. And then the weekly approach that I have in mind is something like three or four barbell workouts each week and then three 40-minute bike rides each week as well. And then just lots and lots and lots of low-intensity cardio, like just walking. A lot of treadmill walking, a walking booster. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you updated. And then mixing some pickleball in there. Okay, on to this 789. Number seven is freedom. Number eight is the man in the car paradox. Number nine is wealth is what you don't see. Again, these are chapter titles from the psychology of money. I'm thinking about how they relate to fitness for my series. Currently a podcast or currently in podcast episode form called The Psychology of Fitness. Let's get on with it. Number seven, freedom. Controlling your time is the highest dividend money pays. I think this might be like probably the principle like most popular these days. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a lot of these other ones are popular too, but time is money and all that. And real wealth is freedom. If you have a ton of money and you don't know how like you're still working yourself to the bone, then that's not quite freedom, especially if you don't happen to like that work like it's different if you're like finding joy in the work and all that but yeah there are plenty of unhappy billionaires plenty of unhappy millionaires i've heard this on like 
people talk about this on podcasts all the time. Oh, I know so many unhappy millionaires. And anyway, so I, I don't know that many millionaires. I, I don't know that I could name a millionaire that I know. Anyway, yeah. The Another thing you'll see is that you want to work for yourself and then you've quit your 40-hour job. And of course, now you have an 80-hour job that you're thinking about all the time. And you also have an inexperienced manager because it's yourself. A business success can lead to other traps and less freedom. But this is not really like supposed to be about finance. So how does this relate to fitness? Great thing about YouTube now with all the vlogging and like fitness vlogging, you can watch those day in the life videos. What I ate in a day is a really popular format for fitness influencers. If you've ever watched those bodybuilder and they pour egg whites into a pan and then use some kind of seasoning or low sugar ketchup and talk about how great it tastes. You can see that's not really freedom like in the same way. And I think they would admit as as much too that it takes a lot of discipline and not to say it's not rewarding. There's a lot of reward in being that disciplined, of course. One thing that I really liked was C-Bum, one of his videos where he, I think it was actually uh what I ate in a day video at the very end, because he's going through all his supplements and things like that. He just talks, he's talking to the camera all day, but just says, Hey, like, I am an elite bodybuilder, best in the world. And this is what I have to do. And I, th- it's probably not a healthy thing to eat the same way as I do. So I, th- I think that's like a really responsible thing to do on his end. And I, I just appreciated that. On the other hand, so there's the other extreme where. I would say it's better to be doing that, being like ultra disciplined and having no freedom in that sense versus just having your like health out of control. And you have a bunch of health problems that could have been prevented if you were just making better choices, uh, making the time to work out and all that. Not having energy like really sucks. <laughs> and for my own goals, yeah, I, I'd love to continue to be able to run around with booster and kids in the future. That's like my goal now. It's not necessarily, oh, I want to have a six pack and all of that. In that sense, yeah, I probably have a little more like leeway about how I want to eat and have do this movement, but I do know I need to be like a little more disciplined here. So it's somewhere in the middle of just egg whites or just not tracking anything at all. Want to, want to have a little bit of fun as well, but I do get like a little too crazy with the social eating. Anyway, so I'm going to move on. Number eight, man in the car paradox. No one is impressed with your possessions as much as you are. This, that's the end of the quote from Psychology of Money. And the idea there is he, I think he says he was a, not bellhop, what's it called? For a little bit, he was a valet. Maybe I'm getting it wrong that he was the valet, but anyway, he would see nice cars and then think, oh yeah, I want that nice car. Like, it'd be great to be able to afford that nice car. And then, The person in the car, oh yeah, look how cool I am. Everyone thinks I'm cool, but everyone sees the nice car and they're not thinking, they're thinking of themselves in that car and that's the vision that would be cool. Anyway, so man in the car paradox, no one is impressed with your possessions as much as you are. Uh, So this should be short. I've already made it a little longer than I needed to. But if I was going back in time, here's how it replies to fitness. I would just tell my younger self this thing. Girls don't care about the six pack as much as you probably think you do. It matters. I'm sure that's pretty much what I thought. Like, oh yeah, if I lose it, if I have a six pack, they'll all want me. And it didn't work anyway. So that's the thing is one, it's just not true. And then number two, it wasn't good enough motivation anyway, because I never got to like that level of fitness. And I think the better approach, and this is a podcast title, a different podcast called Reasonably Fit. It's one of my favorite podcasts on fitness. 
because they, they've done like the full journey more successfully and as influencers themselves. It's that Jason and Lauren Pack, great podcast. But that goal to be reasonably fit, I think, is a good one. It's something realistic for everyone. You can, and it is along the lines of what I have in mind of being able to move well to do the activities I want to do in the future. This comes to making sure you have the right motivation, good energy throughout the day. That's one of the main things that I want to have. And then also just, yeah, again, like being able to play sports is another one. And yeah, it'd be great to look good in photos, but there's like a big gap between look better in photos and then try to actually have an eight pack. Trying to keep the right motivations in mind. Just want to be around decades in the future as well. I was just, again, like I'm posting this. Uh, this should be like two weeks from when I recorded. But this past few days or last week, I was just in Washington for Thanksgiving. So, of course, stayed with my parents, saw my dad. And yeah, it struck me like, oh, wow, he's 69 years old and he can run probably both faster and far- farther than I can. So, that was part of the motivation. I had already ordered like the Peloton bike, but recently in the like past, maybe even a few weeks, but past few months, I'll say, I've been thinking more about like heart health and like needing to do more cardio. Actually, like a wake up call was, <laughs> I keep mentioning like pickleball and basketball. So I was playing pickleball with a friend. Then I, I think we lost three in a row. Then it's just like, Hey, let's just shoot around. There's a basketball court right next to us. So. Played basketball and I was like, okay, let's just play one on one. And we played till three points and I was dying by the end of it. The whole like pretty much when Jimmy Butler in the NBA finals was just completely exhausted is that was the feeling I felt after losing three to two. That was a wake up call. Need to work on my cardio and I get to try to do that. Having the right motivations. No one's impressed by no one's picturing you in that car thinking how cool it is. It's that they're picturing themselves. Number nine, wealth is what you don't see. So from The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, spending money to show people how much money you have is the fastest way to have less money. Here's the quote, another quote from it. When most people say they want to be a millionaire, what they might actually mean is I'd like to spend a million dollars. And that is literally the opposite of being a millionaire. That's the end of the quote. One of my favorite quotes from this book is, yeah, just this idea that the reason it's hard to stay wealthy is because people don't spend their whole lives envisioning being wealthy with the money sitting in a bank somewhere. They're picturing themselves spending it all. And so it is what you don't see. It's been a long time since I've been shirtless at a beach. I I can't like the past few years, maybe it's happened like a handful of times. And he has this other quote. I, I'm just like taking a bunch of quotes here, which is nice because the reason I put this quote in here is he has his own relation to fitness in here. And he says, diet and exercise offer a useful analogy. Losing weight is notoriously hard, even among those putting in the work of vigorous exercise. In his book, The Body, Bill Bryson explains why. Then he includes, okay, so that's part of the quote. This is me talking now. And he puts this quote in here. I, I don't want to read the quote of another quote. It's like different layers in, upset, in Inception. But yeah, here it just talks about people overestimate the calories that they've burned in a workout and then consume twice as many as they've burned off. So th- yeah, this is why it's pretty easy to work out a lot and still continue to, to gain weight. And back to the quote, he says, exercise is like being rich. 
You think, I did the work and I now deserve to treat myself to a big meal. Wealth is turning down that treat meal and actually burning net calories. It's hard and requires self-control. But it creates a gap between what you could do and what you choose to do that accrues to you over time. That's the end of the quote. I think that's a pretty big one and probably eye-opening for myself, both in finance and in fitness, because I do tend to treat myself a little too much after a workout. Always think, okay, now that I've burned the calories during this 15-minute workout that I squeezed in before going to the office, now I can just inhale a bag of chips. This is the time that carbs go directly into my muscles. It's this 15 minutes. This is all pretty much like bro science that I picked up because I read about fitness in high school on probably like bodybuilding.com. Not to say bodybuilding.com is like, like it's probably a good source for information. It has more to do with me not really knowing how to read or like how to think as much in high school. And I wonder how much of these like fitness beliefs I picked up from the internet early on and have just held on to them forever. Anyway, that's that. So you want to make sure to create those gaps with your workouts. Do the things that other people don't see. Do those workouts other people don't see so that you can have the energy that you can show other people. That's that. That was 7, 8, and 9. And I'll continue recording, scheduling these out, and trying to achieve my own fitness goals. Thanks a lot for listening. Check out The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel as I continue to work on this idea of the psychology of fitness.